And we are back. Yes, this is Creativity in Focus, a live video podcast where we interview an artist and show their art and talk a little bit about the business side of that. It's phenomenal. We are here almost every week. Okay, before we dive into our interview today, a few announcements. First of all, Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2020. We hope to have many, many more. We do have a very incredible lineup for this year, so stay tuned. Every time we announce we have an episode, check it out. Okay, now my guest today is Renee Nelson. Uh, welcome, Renee. Hello. <laughs> Are you excited? I'm very excited. <laughs> so I know I know we have a lot of pieces to show about your work, but before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Renee? Um, I'm Renee Nelson. I live in Maryland, in White Plains, Maryland. Um, I've been doing artwork for many, many years. I started uh -huh. out as a watercolorist, um, but uh, probably probably seven or so years ago, I, I was introduced to encaustic and it's now like my favorite Oops. medium. I've dabbled, dabbled in lots of things, but it's my favorite. <laughs> and tell me about the, so you started with watercolor, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. And then how did you get to encaustic art? Um, I was taking classes just everywhere that I could find. I'm just always interested in learning new things. And um, a local gallery had a uh, a person that was going to teach an encaustic class and it just when I found out what encaustic was it just sort of fascinated me so I took the class and um it was it was very basic but it was it was lots of fun and so <laughs> same the same artist she taught the class like every year she would do a workshop and I would take it every year for about three years until finally I just decided this was the medium for me and I got everything I needed to start doing it on my own uh-huh that's cool now define to us what is encaustic art okay in a Encaust nutshell encaustic uh the word encaustic means to burn in and so encaustic the encaustic medium is made up of two two ingredients beeswax and uh damar resin okay so that those are the basic two ingredients um and everything has to be fused together so there's a heating process that goes into it but encaustics is basically beeswax uh-huh that's cool. Uh, how how long have you been doing that? I probably I probably been doing it for about seven years now. Okay, cool. We are going to in the Encaustic Park. Yeah, uh, we are going to start showing some of your work. And remember, okay. folks, this is live because we love your interaction. So if you have any questions, if you never heard about Encaustic Art before, you know this is the perfect time to get to know about it because Renee is an expert on this topic. So let's see the first picture. Can you see the picture, Renee? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah, that's just a, a kind of a basic abstract. It's probably three feet by two feet. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just a mixture of, of the pigments that are involved. Um, you can color the wax in a variety of different ways. So this one is just, just a real basic abstract. Mm -hmm. Do you do you think you could speak a little louder because oh, okay. it's a little low on, on people's oh, okay. end? Yep. Okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, so explain what do you have there? You you did that on a canvas. How how was the process? I, yeah, actually, you can do. Can you hear me okay now? Uh huh. The, the encaustic can be applied to almost any surface, which is another one of the things I love about it. Um, this piece is on a um, piece of plywood. Oh. So um, anything that is absorbent is a good 
is a good uh, basis for the encaustic to stick to. But it can also be on canvas. It can be it can be on things that are not porous as well. Uh, mm. You just have to prepare the surface the right way. Okay, so you have a substrate in this case is plywood, yeah, and then. Are you working with, I know there's wax, but uh, how do you get the colors? Do you use paint? No, the, um, actually, when I create my own uh, pigments, it's, it's, the, it's the beeswax, and then I use powder pigments to create the color. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I kind of melt them together and, and put them in little, make little bars out of like a muffin tray, and then uh -huh. I've got my, my, uh, my, my colors. I, I use mainly, you can color them in other ways, but I use powder pigments. You, you like the powder. Okay, yeah. let's see one more piece. Okay. Okay, I have Einstein here. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the creation of this piece. Okay. This one, um, actually, I it was up in uh, Rochester, New York, taking a workshop from somebody, and that's, that's where this one was created. And this one is like about 12 by 12. Um, I was trying to see, I'm mean, trying to, you know, stretch the limits of encaustic to see what you can do with it. Um, so you really can do everything. You can do, uh, you know, portraits, you can do landscapes, just anything you could do with oils or acrylics you can do with encaustic. It's wow. just, um, it, it, there's a bit of a learning curve and the, and the wax sets up really fast. So you have <laughs> to work a little faster than with other mediums. <laughs> So this one, was it also the pigments or did you use oil or acrylic? No, this one, it's all beeswax, all, all pigmented beeswax. That's fantastic. Okay, let's see one more. Okay. That's a cross, right? Okay, right, that one's a cross. That one's about three feet tall, about two feet wide. Um, and that one has some multi multimedia things in it. You can see the, um, the thorn, the crown of thorns that's in there, but I like to uh, repurpose a lot of materials in my encaustic. So that whole cross is made out of, um, I don't know if I can say the word Amazon, but it's re it's made out of uh, cardboard. Cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you use the packaging. Yeah, it's recycled cardboard boxes is what it's made uh, of. Uh, it's uh, covered with wax and there's there's a few other things on it as well, but um, that's that's the basic, basically what that one's made of. Okay. So you use some, uh, the, you put the torn and everything, and then you cover everything with wax? That's correct. Uh -huh. Okay, fantastic. Now tell me, what attracts you to the wax? Why, oh, why wax? <laughs> yeah, there's so many things about it. I, it's, um, I, I love the medium because it, it smells good. <laughs> it's, it's fun to work with. I enjoy the heating process, the fusing process of it. But I also like that it comes from nature. It's beeswax. Um, and there's nothing toxic about it as long as you heat up, as long as you heat everything oh. at the proper temperatures. Yeah, there's no toxic anything. Uh huh. You That's don't have great. to, the cleanup is, is super, super easy. Uh -huh. um, so those are just a few of the things I love about it. Now, you, you mentioned burning, right? So right. That, <laughs> what are we talking about? Is it a kiln? Do you use a torch? Okay. What? Yeah, um, there's a couple of ways you can you can fuse. Fusing is what every piece requires, and I I use a torch in my studio, but I you can also use like a um, embossing gun. Okay. A regular heat gun. Uh, it doesn't have to be a flame. Uh, so there's you know all you need is to to create a, a 
a slight sheen on the surface of the wax mm -hmm. make it used to the layer before it because you, you kind of build up things in layers okay got it let's see one more of your work here i yes. saw some bowls that i thought were fascinating so uh, i'm not i'm not limited to 2d am i no no that's one of, that's another one of the fun things when i was first started in this and was taking the workshops i thought that all you could do was you know two-dimensional but I've just through experimentation, I've discovered so many fun things. You can do so many sculptural things. So this ball is um, that the, the basis of that was built with um, uh, like not paper mache. I'm trying to think of the right word. Anyway, there's like a substrate under underneath it. And then the whole thing is covered in wax. Wow. So that can be done. And then I have another one right here in my in my room with me that I can show you that. Was, oh, yes. Is, is just really wax. Do you have one there? Yeah. Oh, can you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Can you see this? Okay. Can you see this? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yes. Yes. That's. Wow. Very cool. Now this one is not built around anything. This is just solid wax. Wow. So you, you use the pigment and then, well, of course you either need a mold or something for that, but no, that uses a lot of wax, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and, and does it last? I'm sorry? Does it last for a long time? Yes. Um, the encaustic medium, it goes back as far as the Egyptians. They've found things in the, in the Egyptian tombs that are still beautiful today. Mm -hmm. um, they'll really last forever as long as you don't expose them to too much heat um, okay so it's, it's it's a permanent very permanent medium and here's do you want to see other balls or i've got some other ones here to show you uh-huh i i want to see we all want to see <laughs> oh one. look how pretty that one i don't know does the color show up <laughs> yes the purple and white yeah. yes huh. how long does it take you to make a bowl like that um the ball is, it really doesn't take that long. It's, it's creating the, the substrate that goes inside the wax that takes me the longest. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, here's, here's a different example. Oh, wow. Nice. That, that's very colorful. Yeah. And you can color in a, in a multitude of ways. Uh, uh -huh. this, these were not, um, these balls were not pigmented wax. The pigment was, I mean, the, the color was added later with India ink on the bowls. Oh, really? Right. So there's lots of ways to add color to these. Okay. Do you, do you sell your pieces? I do. I do. Okay. Tell me a little bit about, uh, prices so for those that, you know, you always have people that they get inspired and they want to start making, but right. yeah, so that there is the, you know, the little side business as well that can happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it kind of depends on the size of the item and how much wax and time is involved. Mm. But um, I'd say for these for these bowls, something like this, I've been selling for about seventy-five dollars. Okay. A little bit yeah. bigger, maybe one hundred and fifty dollars, because there is a lot of a lot of wax on it. But it's uh, that's very cool. Yeah, it's not it's not cost prohibit prohibitive to make uh -huh. them. Okay, what about the wall pieces like the first one that you showed? Um, which one was the first one? Um, I've got a couple of wall pieces I can show you here. Okay. 
Okay. See this one? See, I see, I see, and he has a lot of texture too, right? Right, right. That's another one of the things I just love about the encaustic. Um, it's texture. The bottom part is is just wood with a, a kind of a, a burn-in texture, but it's not encaustic. It, the only encaustic part of this one is, is the part you see the drip down. Uh, yeah. Very cool. And then uh, it's wood, the substrate is wood? Yes, that, okay. that one's wood. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then this one is, oh. this one is also on wood, but um, again, I, this is, um, I've reused uh, cardboard. Okay. Like a corrugated car right. cardboard? Right. Okay. Wow. Now yeah. you got me. Now you got me really interested. You know, I, I'm not much of a 2D person when it comes to, to uh -huh. making things, but you, you put volume, you put depth, and I love it. <laughs> That's I, I, I love all the texture that you can get. Here's a, here's a little bit different one. Okay. Are these tiles? Um, they're just wood. It's all wood. It's just wow. pieces of wood. Yeah, uh -huh. glued it glued in an arrangement, but each one has a little bit different texture to uh -huh. it. Uh-huh. That's very, very cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you know, Renee, I've seen, uh, uh, actually a friend of mine did one where she, it's a wall piece, but uh -huh. she used its uh, textile and then the, uh, the wax. And the result was very cool as well. Uh, that's one of the, another beauty of the beeswax is you can, you can embed just about anything in it. You can embed fabrics, you know, textiles. Um, mm -hmm. Here's an example of one. I've got oh. little things embedded in it. Like a pin of several yeah. pins. Wow, and very rust, cool. Rusty nails, uh -huh. and puzzle piece at the top. Love it. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, so it wax. gets you into recycling as well, right? Right, right, I'm doing a lot of that. <laughs> very cool. <coughs> I have a, key, a few comments here. Guess okay. 4226 is saying gorgeous, wow, wow bows. Oh, yes, uh, 42 is say, oh, what does she mean? The substrate is substrate inside the bowl. Okay. What do you uh, mean when you say that? Um, I mean that I, I, I sort of form the bowl um, with something like paper mache, or you can uh, create it with wire, just anything to create a form of some kind. And uh -huh. then that form, that form is covered with the wax. Okay, okay. Yeah, so. Uh, another one here, just a second. Uh, guess 4582. I, I missed this. She use a form to create the shape of the bow or I, or are they free form? Uh, the pink, the pink one I showed you was kind of free form. Okay. The others have been created like over the top of a, an existing bowl. Uh -huh. That's how I get the shape of it. Okay. Uh -huh. Now as a hobby, uh, what are the basic needs that I have to have? Do I need, is it an expensive hobby? Do I need to have a lot of materials to be able to, to do this? You don't have to have a, a lot of things to get started. Um, it, it can be a little pricey, but if you just, if you just want to make some basic stuff and just sort of play at home, you can do it inexpensively. You need a, a uh, you'll need like um, a pancake iron kind of, what do you call that? Like a, <laughs> they, they sell special things for this, but you don't have to buy those. I just get, I just go to like thrift stores uh -huh. and get, um, you know, like an old pancake iron type thing. Anything that will heat up. That will okay, heat up. So, so it doesn't have to be iron or does it have to be iron? No, it doesn't have to no. be iron. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it's something that, that will heat up. So you need, so 
something like that to melt your wax on. Um, and then you're going to need um, a substrate. You can a piece of wood. You can put it on paper. There's you can you can apply it to just about anything. Wow. Uh -huh. So there's that. Um, you'll need some paint brushes. You know something old that you don't care so much about because they're <laughs> going to be filled with wax. Uh -huh. The beauty of the cleanup is that all you do is put it in your jar and let it let it get hard and then you put it back on your on your iron when you're ready to uh, start to, painting again. Okay. So, yeah, so, so it's not complicated, very, right? No, it's not complicated. And, and then, of course, you need beeswax. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you need a lot of that. Is this something that is easy for people to find? Yes, it's okay. readily available. Yeah, it's easy to find. And it, it really depends on what you're making. Some items do not take very much wax at all. The, mm -hmm. the bowls take more because it, I put several coats on them. But um, you can make a lot of things with just one or two you know, layers of the wax. Mm -hmm. Now, do you sell on shows or galleries? What are the, the channels where you do this oh, as okay. a business? Um, mostly I sell like out of my studio or in gallery shows. I do gallery exhibits. Okay. Um, right. yeah. I, I would say uh, the spring shows are not a very good medium, uh, channel for you because of the heat <laughs> that is usually oh. involved with those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see a few more of your pieces here that we have. Okay. Okay, let me see. Show me the next picture. Oh, beautiful. Okay. All Tell right, me that about one, that one. That one I actually have here in my studio. Okay. Sorry, I'm not in my studio. I'm in my husband's office, but it's right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. so it's kind of small. It's about 10 by 10. Okay. Um, yeah, and this piece was done with lots and lots of layers. It's on It's on a wood, wood substrate. Um, and it's basically a, a lot of layers, and then some of the layers are scraped off, and then the very top layer is melted to drip down over the bottom mm -hmm. layer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I have a question for you from Guest 4582. Why beeswax? Why not par paraffin? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, uh, that can be purchased at hobby shops. You probably could do this sort of thing with paraffin, but it's not going to be um, archival, and it's not going to oh. be... It's not going to... I'm not really sure whether you can mix that with the Damar resin and the Damar resin is what makes it hard. Mm. It creates a, otherwise you're just going to have the wax and it's going to be very soft. And if you expose it to any kind of heat at all, it's going to start to get really uh, just soft and bendable, pliable. So, uh -huh. yeah. So, so you may not mix well with that. And, right. and you meant the archival. So let's talk about how long does a piece like this last? And if you don't mind moving your camera a tiny bit lower. Okay, oh, lower. now I can see your whole face. Okay. That's good. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get my sound good too. So Okay. Is that better? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's it's um it's extremely archival. As I as I was saying, it goes all the way back to the Greeks and the Egyptians. The uh, Greeks used to put it on their warships. Oh. They used to, yeah, and, and they're still finding, you know, pieces in archaeology from the Egyptians that are still like in pristine condition. Uh -huh. just, they used to uh, create um, what they call, that's not, this is not the name for it, but it's like a death mask. So when somebody would die, they would create their image oh. in encaustic and, and make a mask of it to put on the sarcophagus or, uh -huh. oh yeah. So it's, it's, it's very long lasting. It will <laughs> outlive the owners. <laughs> so of course it's not a new form of art. Right, no. you just right. mentioned that. 
but is it becoming more popular now? I mean, I heard about encaustic maybe a year ago, not a, not a long time ago, never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. So is there something happening with that? How, how do you feel that is? Um, I think among the art community, it's pretty well known, but it's, it's becoming, you know, more and more uh, known among everybody. It's just, I know in my area, it's, it's, it's not that well known or not that many people are doing it. So that's one of the reasons I really am excited uh -huh. about class with Curious Bondo because it's just not that well known and it's yeah. so much fun. It's it so is fun. fun, that I know, yes. <laughs> so, so is it fair to say that there are no guilds around this art form or do you know of any specific groups? There's an international encaustic Guild. Uh, organization. Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. There's that's the only one I'm aware of, and I think they have like branches in different states. Okay. Um, yeah. Are you aware if there? I haven't checked. Are you aware if there are groups on on social media related to encaustic art? No, actually, that I am not. I'm not sure about that. Oh, maybe no. you started one now. There's one out there, but I, I'm not aware of it. I have a question here. Allison is asking, can you show the iron you made you mentioned? The what? The iron that you, you said you use an iron. Oh, it's not really an iron, although you can use an iron. What I what I meant was it's a, uh, you know, I'm just losing my <laughs> thought, but the, you know, what you make, what you like a pancake griddle. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. You so, can. so that's enough. You don't have to do anything once you lay the wax on, on the, on the base. Right. Basically you're, you're melting the wax on the, on the griddle as though the griddle were your palate. So it's, okay. it becomes liquid and then you just paint with the little puddles of color the way okay. you would. Yeah. Puddles of any other kind of medium. Okay. And, uh, Mary Harriman wants you to mention again, what do you use to color the wax? Um, I use powder pigments. Powder There's, pigments. Okay. Yeah. And they're pretty ready, readily available uh -huh. in lots of places. Yeah. Very, very cool. Let's see one of uh, one more of your pictures that we have here. Okay. I'm excited to show everything that you sent. Hey. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. uh -huh. <laughs> that's, that's a different a shape. Blue ball. end. Uh -huh. Right. Uh huh. Was that a free form or did you use? No, yeah, that one I created over. Like I used another bowl for a mold, kind of uh -huh. a yeah, a rectangular bowl for a mold. Um, so that's very cool. What's yeah. the reaction of people when they are in a gallery, if they have the chance to touch this and see? Because I think it's it's not something that they expect to see as a bowl. Right, right. Well, that, and that's one of the fun things about when I've had exhibits is that I really encourage people to touch this. This is one artwork, one kind of art that that people, you know that I want you to touch because the oils in your skin really only improve. It, it creates a sheen on it, makes it shiny, but <laughs> Yeah, most people are really surprised. They they're like, really? That's wax? Like, <laughs> yep, it's wax. But that's and it's the Jamar resin in it that makes it, you know, hard. Uh huh. That's very cool. So yeah. what what is the latest piece that you are creating? Tell me a little um, bit about it. Actually, um, I'm working on a couple pieces for for the Curious Bondo class. So. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and some will be the bowls, and some will be just some flat surfaces, but um, I can show you another piece that if, if anyone that likes to do landscapes this is another oh. example of what you can do. Okay, let's see it. I'm, I'm always excited to see everything. Uh, I don't know. If I, can you see this? Let me see here. 
Wait a second. Yes. Okay. Oh, it also has a lot of volume. Yeah, it's this part down here is this part down here is three dimensional. Uh huh. It's just made of wood chips that were left over from making. Nice. Things. So. Uh huh. I, what I like a lot about uh, this art form is that uh -huh. you can actually, you know, incorporate other things that you make or like or have around into right, the art right. piece, right? Exactly. Yeah, these, this is old wood chips. Um, this area here is made of coffee grounds. Wow. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. yeah. How, how big of a piece is this one? Um, this one is about maybe two feet by one foot. Uh-huh. Trying to get it in the camera there. <laughs> That's very cool. I'll let you sit and I have another question for you. Okay. Let me see. Uh, guess 705. Do I have to know how to draw or paint to be able to do this? No, you don't. <laughs> another beauty of the beeswax. Uh -huh. You really don't. I mean, it's it's up to you. If you like I said, if you want to do a portrait. Or if you want to do a, a landscape or something like that, you you, you certainly can. Mm -hmm. And drawing helps a little, but it's not imperative. And I am not a very good drawer, <laughs> but I was able to do the Einstein with you know without yes. too much trouble. Uh -huh. But um, it, it, you really don't. And if you love abstract, this is definitely the medium for you because you can just do all sorts of things. Yes, it's yes. So diverse. So when you use like you you show the wood ch chips on, is that glued to the base or the wax will do the job there and make everything uh, together? In some cases, like with this piece, uh -huh. I glued the uh, the pieces with using like E six thousand to the to the base, which is wood. It's okay. all wood, and then I applied then I applied the wax on top on pieces. So. It, it kind of depends on the piece you're working with, but the landscape I just showed you, those pieces are just stuck on there with the wax. Okay. okay. Let's see one more picture. Mm, flowers. Okay. <laughs> now that's that's a lot of uh, reusing recycled stuff. The the rose is actually made of um, coffee filter. Oh. Coffee filter. Uh huh. And the, the rock that it looks like it's sitting in is is really uh, aluminum slag that was left over from um, a melting process. So it's like old, unusable aluminum. <laughs> and then it's just covered with wax. The whole thing is covered with wax. Uh -huh. And then the, the thorns are the only not wax thing, I guess. Wow, that's very cool. Do we have another? Let's see if we have another picture. Oh, another flower. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the sunflower. That one is made of um, toilet paper rolls and an old wasp nest. Wow, <laughs> really? Yeah. You know, I, I, I love the final result, but just thinking about using different materials okay. to create the piece, it's it's very exciting to me. That's very cool. And uh, that's one of the things I love about the 3D version of it is that you can just, you don't have to necessarily, you know, spend a lot on things or things you have around the house you can make cover you can with make them. And, and have fun so is is this uh, your your main channel for creativity today uh, or do you still do watercolor and other art forms um, this is mainly what i'm doing now i occasionally will still do watercolor i sort of have dabbled in other mediums i like to do beads beaded you know i like to be we're going to get along fine when you come here <laughs> <I love beading. laughs> 
Do you do, do you uh, do the bead with a needle and a thread, or or you use a loom? Yeah, I do the, the needle and a thread. Yeah. Okay, like nice. That. Yeah, I love I love that, and I've I've done a little bit of um, glass fusing, not mm -hmm. a lot, a little, little bit of that. Um, so I like I do play with other things, but right now encaustic is yeah my main love. It's the main thing, yeah. the main love now. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we have a video to show. We are going to, I, I know it's about uh, about three or four minutes long. We are going to show about a minute. The video will have no sound for you guys. Uh, but I want you, even though it's a little challenge because you don't see the video, but tell me about the story of this video uh, okay. while we show. And okay. I'll, I'll let you know once, the, once they can see. Okay. This is challenging for us too. It's the I, first time we show a video on oh, the okay. podcast. So as long as I see the video is going, I'll, you can uh, talk about it. When, when did you create the video? Okay. Oh, so very new. Yeah. Okay. So Chase, let me know when we have it. That is exciting. Okay, that's okay. Okay, I'm just waiting for that for a second. And then I think I have uh, after that one question for you here. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm just here waiting for them to say the video is on, the video is on, because I cannot see from here. But it's, it's worth for you to wait and see. <laughs> I, well, since I'm waiting, I think they are wor working on that. Okay. Uh, guest 4582 is asking, when you use a regular bow for a mold, do you need to use anything to keep the encaust encaustic wax resin pigment from sticking to the bow? That's a good question. Yes, I, I usually cover it with like saran wrap, some kind of a plastic wrap or, or wax paper before, before I start building the shape of the bowl. Uh, it's just to protect the bowl. Right, the wax, because okay. the wax won't stick to those things. Okay, mm -hmm. so the video is on now. Tell us okay. a little bit about it. Okay, this is uh, um, it's actually... It's Oh, they told me that they showed the video while we were talking, oh, okay. so I missed that. But tell, tell me a little bit about the video. <laughs> well, the, that video was of an uh, exhibit that, um, that I did actually in a gallery where I have my studio. So, um, and it showed, it probably, I don't know how much of it they showed, but there were a lot of things in there that, were, that we've already looked at, um, uh -huh. as well as some other things. But there were quite a few things in that that um, incorporated a lot of... Um, reusable items oh so, nice. Uh, yeah nice. that was that was my goal for it was to really show people that you can repurpose things and uh -huh. find, a, find a new use for a lot of things yes and and we are going to add the video to creativityfocus.com right below the podcast okay. you will be able to see that as well anytime you want so you can see the full length because like i told you it's about four minutes and you're going to get excited when you watch that <laughs> so the studio do you have a studio in your home um, actually, I'm I'm in between studio. I have a studio that's in the gallery where the where that uh, oh, cool. exhibit was, uh -huh. and I'm getting I'm getting ready to probably move the studio into my home because it's a bigger space. Okay. So um, yeah, I have a bigger space in my basement that I'm gonna. Nice, start. nice, nice. So I know you're coming in March here to Curious Mondo, right? To give a class. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
yeah, tell me a little bit about what you're planning here. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to be talking about, for sure, talking about like safety issues, the kinds of tools that you need, um, different ways to use different things you might already have, uh -huh. um, how to incorporate some like throwaway items that you might have around the house, nice. that sort of thing. Um, how to fix mistakes that you might make. That's another nice thing about encaustic. It's very forgiving. If you scratch it or, or something, it's it's very easy to, to fix most of the time. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so uh, different ways to color it, different ways to add pigment and color to the pieces. Um, just lots of fun stuff. <laughs> Very cool, very cool. Uh, it's going, the class will be March 23rd, 24th, and 25th. As usual, uh, we go live, so you can interact to, with the artists as much as you want, and it is free to watch the full course. So you don't want to miss this. You already can register for that. Just go to CuriousMondo.com, click on Upcoming Courses, and you're going to see the page for Renee. It, I, I'm excited. I really like when we can reuse stuff and make into new pieces that people can share and love. I think that's a great thing. Too. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I am also excited to get to know more about encaustic art. Like I told you, I've been hearing more and more about it. I've seen very few works that some friends uh, made, and they were like jaw-dropping in itself. So I know the possibilities are really amazing for this, right? Right. It's just all, whatever your imagination can think of, can you probably incorporate with wax. <laughs> If it can conceive, it can achieve, right? That's right. <laughs> now, Renee, what keeps you inspired? What inspires you to create? Um, well, <clears throat> I think I'm mostly inspired by, by God and, and the creation. You know, and uh -huh. nature, all the stuff around us, they're just, there's just so much beauty and so much color. And I liked um, on that video, there's a piece that you, you can't see too well, but it's about as big as a, as a door. Uh-huh. <laughs> It wow. has lots of things from nature incorporated, lots of like bark from trees, um, old pieces of rusted, rusted iron, um, just lots of things we throw away or that we wouldn't really necessarily think about incorporating into art. So I, I just, I'm really inspired by nature. That's very cool. I yeah. heard the a phrase today that when we feel happy, and I think every time we are creating, you know, there are many emotions in the process, and many times there is oh, yeah. some frustration, right? But when you see the finished piece, there is happiness. And what I heard today is that whatever the, uh, whenever there is happiness, there's also certainty that God is around. Oh, yeah, okay. I like that. That's and so, so I think people need to be inspired to create, you know, right. because it's an exercise also. You right. know, train ourselves to to be happy and train ourselves to a higher purpose all the time. Yeah, and I, and I think encaustic is a good, uh, a good way to do that just because it's just so much fun and you really don't need prior knowledge of any kind if you're just open to you know, learning how to use the tools and that sort of thing. There's, there's no wrong way to do it. So it's, it's just a lot of fun to see what you can come up with. And, and that's always good, right? Because sometimes we, we you know, refrain ourselves of trying something because we need to, we need to have uh, an expertise on something, right, right specific right. and a degree or something and say, no, you, right. you just need to, to, to be able to make it, yeah. nothing else. We, we often have a preconceived idea of what is required. And uh -huh. so there's no, That's very cool. No Any final words to the viewers that are here inspired by you today? 
um, just I'm so excited about about the class in March, and I hope you'll all come and join it because I think you'll you'll just have a lot of fun and learn a lot of new things. And I really would like to get knowledge of this medium uh-huh. out out more. I would like more people to know about it because it's it's like I said, it's just a lot of fun, and you can incorporate with so many different things, including other mediums like yeah. you know oils and that sort of thing. So that uh, I love that. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you so much today for this interview and for your time. Thank you. Okay, I I really enjoyed. And thank you very much for being here and, of course, interacting with us. Remember, this podcast does not go away. So if you want to rewatch 10 times, yep, it stays right where you're watching right now. And also in any podcast platform. Now, if you know of people that are interested in this topic, why not guide them to this podcast uh, right now and tell them, you know, Come watch this. I never heard of this before, but it sounds interesting. For me, the feeling is many times when we we have a course coming here, I I have, oh, this is going to be interesting. But in this one, I'm thinking this is going to be interesting and super fun because I already know I can incorporate other passions of mine with this. And the pieces are really amazing. So you've seen many. Watch the video below the podcast as well uh, about her pieces because it's really, really inspiring. Now, if you can take a second and put a like out there or even leave a review for this podcast, we really appreciate because, you know, the more you interact with a podcast, especially if you are watching on Facebook or any other social media platform, is what makes them show to other people. And, you know, we need to spread art around, not hate, not sad things happy things. And art is always the thing that can not only inspire, but change people's lives and put them on a new journey. And that's why this podcast exists. So please share, like, comment, leave a review. All these things, uh, they they help a lot. And don't forget to pop into CuriousMondo.com, click on upcoming courses, and register for the course. Like I said, it is free for you to watch. You're going to have a lot of fun, okay? So I'll see you back here soon. And thank you again, Renee. Hope to see you here right by my side in a month or so. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. See you next time.